We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. And I'm now joined on the line by Labour TD and Party Spokesperson on Education, uh, Deputy Aidan O'Reardon. Uh, Aidan, you're very welcome to Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Thanks very much, Paul. Good, good to have you. Uh, Aidan, we've had a broad agreement re- reached uh, this this week as regards um, the options as regards regards um, the Leaving Cert 2021. Uh, you must have been pleased that the government adopted um, the Labour Party's position on this given given uh, students' choice between calculated grades and uh, a written exam. Well, look, I, 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 I impo- would... It's an important issue that impacts so yeah. many young people and their families. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I was happy that the, the government came to a conclusion. I think often in politics, you know, people can expect the opposition to criticise everything the government does, but you can't call for certainty uh, and for students to be put at the heart of, uh, of a decision and then for that to happen and then to crit- criticise it. Now obviously there's, there's bits that people have questions over um, there's elements of the plan which seem to be, you know, still need to be worked out but yes. we're willing to do that, we're willing to work with government to improve it. The main thing now, though is that students have a choice um, and that we have a level of certainty going into the next couple of months and I think that's important and I think we can now move to the next um, educational debate which is about the reopening of schools which is uh, which is an important topic as well but I think Paul the thing we've learned from this year and last year really is how we really need to look at the leaving search and yes. how it stands it, it doesn't um, I think it's gone past itself by date uh, as an examination wouldn't throw all of it out uh, wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater but I think we have to have a, a long co- conversation and a consultation with, with, with everybody in the country to try and replace it with something which is better for students because the amount of stress it puts on young people is just unfair. Yes, and that's, that's certainly we'll be talking about um, uh, later on in the programme. And Minister Norma Foley has said her department are looking at legislation to be brought in to sanction students whose parents participate in lobbying. Um, it will also protect teachers for being sued um, over grades. And I'm just quoting her here now. Uh, we are looking to bring in legislation to prevent the canvassing of teachers and also confirm that te- teachers will be indemnified uh, in the process as well as they were last year. How important is it the government provides these protections f- for teachers? Oh, hugely important. I, I know that's always been a long-standing concern of teachers when we tried to, a number of years ago, reform the junior certificate and, uh, and, and again in this whole process of teacher grading and and calculated grading that teachers were, were concerned um, that they could be approached by parents. And this is the problem with the system. The system is, is so pressurised uh, and it leads to such anxiety and it's such a points race that parents sometimes, you know, do things that they, they probably know themselves they shouldn't do. Mm. Uh, and, you know, there's a there's a there's a you know, an increasing tendency to send young people to grind schools and, yes. you know, the, the, the pressure on, on parents are very, and, and teachers. It can be very expensive. Very expensive and, um, and and all that. So, so I don't really believe that there is, a, you know, a body of parents who want to who, who want to bend or break the rules. But sometimes pressurised situations, which we're all in at the moment, um, can can make people do things that they they would sometimes regret. And I don't I don't think it's fair to have teachers in the firing line. You know, living in a community, being approached by somebody that they know. Uh, you know, encouraging. Be living in the same street. We live in the same street, could be in the same house, could be in the same family. So, you know, just as we don't expect somebody to, to approach a guard who lives locally uh, about a policing matter, you know, parents should, should, should let teachers do their professional work 
um, but we're going to have to have some legislative underpinning to ensure that that, that, that doesn't happen, but also to make sure that the Leaving Cert 2021 uh, has the proper status of a Leaving Certificate. Yes. And that there will never be an asterisk beside it, because even though for many people this is just a passageway into another, you know, more education, maybe an apprenticeship, further ed, third level, to be honest, we don't want, we don't want that situation to arise Paul, in a few years' time where somebody falls out of college, needs their even start uh, results to fall back on, uh, and there's, there's you know, it, it, it's seen as not having the same status as previous, previous year, the years even starts. That's important. Yeah, that, that is, is very important. And Aidan, what would you say that the department and the minister need to do to get this uh, fully over the line with, with teacher unions? Because there, as we said, there's broad agreement, but there's certain parts, you know, that, that still need to be teased out. Um, yeah, I was a little bit disconcerting during the night when, you know, I welcomed the, the, the clarity and decision, and, and others did as well. And then that evening, um, the TUI said that they still had, had concerns, and then the ASDI said they still had concerns. So uh, the, the, the minister has a tendency to, to announce things before they're fully, they're fully nailed down. So I was a bit disappointed in that. But I think, to be honest, um, there's a level of exhaustion uh, in the education system. There's a level of um, uh, of, of fatigue, and I think a lot of uh, uh, everybody now sees that this is we're in the last days uh, of getting this over the line. And I don't think the teacher unions are trying to be difficult. I think they're just trying to get uh, a few things that they're concerned about um, uh, ironed out, uh, and we should be in a position then to move forward. And the timetable has been has been uh, released. Now, we did have a meeting with the Minister there yesterday and the questions were asked about what happens if a new variant arrives in, in April or May and all the plans are thrown into the air. Uh, what is the contingency, contingency plan by the Department? And effectively, the contingency plan is that everybody's getting, um, everybody's getting a, a calculated grade and if a situation arises where we can't hold the exam because of any, you know, deepening of the crisis or, um, or, uh, or whatever, uh, that that would be that would be the situation. Everybody just gets their calculated grade, and the and the reasoning exam won't happen. And would you say it on schools and teachers are more prepared for the process of calculated grades than this say they were were last year? Because I was I was talking to um, a former principal and um, a lot of his former colleagues. You know, they are students are getting were getting tested back from when schools uh, reopened in in September, um, or, almost weekly. So they had something that could be be used in the event of a situation like this. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that was one of the, the things that was said to us at the Education Committee by Reuben Murray, who's the uh, president of the uh, ISSU, the Irish Secondary School Union. Um, he said that there was over-assessment happening, uh, and this was something that his um, his members were very concerned about, and this is something that was... Um, uh, you know, uh, relate to him and, and was said to us as a uh, as a committee that there was a lot of assessment going on from, from September to uh, to December. Uh, so there will be some data within some schools. I suppose um, one of the things we are disappointed about, Paul, is that last uh, October I asked the Minister to ensure um, that we had a robust system in place, sorry, that we had a um, a robust system in place for 2021, but on the basis of a review that we asked her to conduct. We asked her to conduct a review into Leaving Search uh, 2020. Uh, we asked her to, to ensure that the same mistakes wouldn't be made again. Uh, and that, um, you know, an independent review would then, would then look at all the issues that took place in, in, in Leaving Search uh, 2020, uh, the things that went wrong, the mistakes that were made, uh, and to ensure that, we, that they wouldn't happen again. Now, unfortunately, the Minister 
even though she agreed to to uh, undertake the review, and uh, the review never happened, uh, and that was that was extremely disappointing from um, you know from our point of view because I think if, if that review had happened, we'd be in a position uh, you know we would have been in a position to to learn from what happened last year so the mistakes wouldn't happen again. Um, but unfortunately, she didn't do that. Now the, the view is to happen. Um, but it would have been much better if we had it done by now. Yeah, you actually led me into my next question very, very nicely. What would you say were the key learns of of leaving Sir Twenty Twenty? Well, this is this is the this is the the, the tragedy is that the, the things weren't learned. The plan, planning wasn't put in place. You know, um, uh, we we were expecting the, the department to conduct an independent review, and they didn't do it. Um, that was a, a real disappointment from from our point of view, um, and the key lesson really is is to listen to the students uh, to have as much agreement as you possibly can, but also that we need to recognise um, that not every school is the same, uh, not every uh, you know young person is the same. We had we spent the entire summer last year trying to get school profiling out of the equation, uh, which we were finding successful about. But the key learning here is that leaving cert is not fit for purpose. And we can't keep going back to an exam format which is hurting young people. It doesn't hurt every young pe- person. Some young, young people get through it and they, and they go through it and they're fine. And I think that's the challenge we have. A lot of people will say, well, look, I went to leaving cert, served me fair, fine, and I got my, my education, I got my, my, um, my job out of it. Absolutely. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, and I don't believe it's a true reflection on anybody's ability. Yeah. So I think that would be a key learning for me. Well, that would be that we could um, we could change the leaving search, you know. And Aidan, you're a primary school teacher and principal in St Lawrence of Tools. It's a girls' school there in Sheriff Street, in in Dublin. If uh, people may be familiar with Sheriff Street, it's it's on, it's on the north side north side of Dublin. Uh, before entering politics, I'd imagine that time um, shaped your views not just on education but on the world as a whole. Um, yeah, it does. It's the reason I got into politics for in the first place. To be honest with you, um, uh, you can't teach in that area and not get uh, politicised. Uh, Ireland is not a very fair place. Um, not every country is very fair, but in particular, uh, the education um, and schools reflect a lot of inequality. Uh, and an area can, a school in an area can reflect inequality. The, you know, one school will have maybe uh, a disproportionate number of, uh, of, of of poorer children, more disadvantaged children, children with special needs, traveller children, children from, from international backgrounds. The school and none of those things. Um, you know, we have we have a, a school system which has a huge amount of, um, of patronage involved. We have a school system which, which you know, is heavily gendered. Um, we have a school system where schools are in competition with each other. And we have a school system where far too much time is spent raising money. You know, yes. par- parents who are spending far too much of their time and parents, teachers discussing money and fundraising and, uh, and book money and voluntary contributions. Like there's other European countries where they would look at you, you know, if you had two heads, if you said that the parents' association does those fundraisers. Yeah, they're, 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 they're basically become fundraising committees. Fundraising, fundraising committees, and also it means that if you if, if you're you know down your luck or if you're if you're having difficulty with your finances, 
you can, you know, going to the school gate can be, you know, a kind of a, um, a worrying experience for you because you're worried you're going to be asked for money. Did you, do you have the money for the for the book money? Do you have the money for the voluntary contributions? Do you have the money for the for the swimming money? You know what I mean? It's all about money, money, money. Are you going to the fundraiser? You're going to get involved with the fundraising money. So there are a lot of things that we need to really challenge about our education system. I, I, I loved Sheriff Street. I, I, it changed my life. And those children taught me more than I ever taught them. Um, so yeah, that, it does fuel me still, uh, those experiences. And uh, I am happy that it was, you know, it, it, it was our experience and teaching those children that made me realize that school profiling as in taking the context of the school in which the child goes to as being part of the the, the rationale for, for, for your for your calculated grade that wasn't going to be fair. I'm glad that we campaigned against it and I'm glad that we were successful in that campaign. So that's the kind of thing that still motivates me today. Yes, yeah, it's, it's incredible to think that that was going to be considered kind of school profile. It's nearly like educational apartheid. Well, you know, um, I think there's space for us in the future, Paul, to, to look at all these issues and to, uh, and to reflect on them and to try and build a better education system. You know, I mean, we still have a situation now today where there's new legislation that says that uh, any school uh, can prioritise the children and, gra- and grandchildren of past pupils. Now, if you're new to an area and you didn't go to the local school, it's pretty unfair that your child wouldn't have the same entrance uh, rights as, as somebody who, who did or who's, whose parents did. So that kind of thing is actually more creeping inequalities into the system. So those sort of things, I think, are, are important issues for the Labour Party and for other parties to campaign on. And back to Leaving Cert, Aidan, like for many years pre-COVID, we've all been saying it, that the Leaving Cert as a whole, it wasn't a true... Uh, assessment of people's abilities and you know the, the pressure that it can create is it's absolutely it's crazy and covid has like a lot of things made us respond in a different way how would you envisage the leaving search to take um five years time well i would like to think that we could look at some form of of um continual assessment uh, i'd like to think that we could look at what the, the abilities of, of young people are and to be much more uh, imaginative and, and fluid with the, with the type of things that we examine young people in. Um, it's a very middle class system. It's a very straightened system. It, it, it views the world in a particular lens and it teaches people just to be good at the leaving search. Not necessarily to think laterally or to think, um, you know, with any sort of, uh, uh, as I say, you know, nimble, uh, uh, a nimble mind, if you like. So, um, I don't have all the answers, but I do have lots of questions. Uh, and and if if we do, you know, challenge leaving cert and, and and investigate it, and we come back with a system which is very similar, well, then at least it was worthy of us to to investigate it and to challenge it and to see if it stands up to scrutiny. But I remember in 1994 when I did my leaving cert, which is you know 27 years ago. Oh my God. But we thought that the world was conspiring against us because the World Cup was at the same time yeah. as the as the my leaving cert. I can only imagine what the leaving cert classes of, of twenty and twenty 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 and twenty twenty one are experiencing. Like it's 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 absolute hell. And uh, I'm glad uh, on some level that myself and uh, and um, the Labour Party and other parties were involved in in, in in at least achieving something for for the students and having a choice. And I think um, you've so achieved. We, we, we did something this week at least. The, the, I suppose the most important thing that was achieved, Aidan, is that there's clarity. People know what's happening. Yeah. 
happening yeah. and that's that's and, and such, thing, such course, a release to, to young, yeah. young people yeah I, I, I think so I think so but the important thing for them to also to learn Paul is that and I'm not trying to be kind of condescending but sometimes young people can feel as if they're not heard or they don't have a voice it doesn't mm. matter how old you are um, or how young you are or where you live or who you are if you're willing to have an argument and stick with that argument and campaign on that argument and persist with that argument you can really achieve anything absolutely um, you don't have to be a TD a counsellor a senator um, you know a broadcaster uh, a footballer or some, or, 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 or an artist or, or a pop star to have a platform. The platform is that you can give yourself at your own argument. Um, and I'm quite sure there was lots of 17 and 18 year olds who thought that nobody's ever going to listen to them. The only way they listen to, uh, they're actually at the table. Um, they got unionized, they organized, they have a union at the table, uh, and, and they convinced everybody. It's not that they got their way, they convinced everybody at the argument. Uh, and, and that's what's so impressive about what happened. And I was actually, I attended a an online webinar uh, you spoke at last night in um, uh, the Dublin South Southwest, yes, Dublin Southwest constituency for research purposes. And um, you you made a great point. You said um, when you were a principal, you got a great bit of advice to always put the child student at at the centre of the argument. Yeah. Do you feel that uh, yeah. the student has been at the centre of the argument here? I uh, I think so, and I believe that, Paul. I mean, it was a great bit of um, of um, uh, advice I got at that time, uh, and the the sense was that look, uh, you're going to have um, arguments as a principal, as anybody uh, will in any leadership position. Uh, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have um, different differing points of view with you know teachers, um, parents. Board of management, chair of the board of management, the department. Yeah. Uh, you have lots of people who are going to go and disagree with you. But if you have a child at the centre of your arguments, then they may still disagree with you, but they can't question your integrity. That's so, and so important. At least if you if you lose the arguments uh, or if you don't get your way, you'll at least you have that sort of um, you can hold that to yourself that well I was doing it for for the right reasons. I wasn't doing it for. For any you know any other reason than for the child, and that's the problem with the education policy and uh, and and and, uh, and, the, uh, and the education department is that far too often there are other voices um, that are stronger and better. And a friend of mine who's a, who's a trade union official says the Department of Education they understand two things: they understand teachers and they understand buildings. Yes. Now, teachers are important and buildings are important. You can't teach children without them. Teachers, and you can't teach children unless you have a, a building. Um, so, but that bit but, in the middle seems to but be the lost. But the child, you know, and what the child needs, uh, um, and the way the child sees the world, um, you know, you have to have the balance uh, in all these conversations to uh, to ensure that the child is at the centre of everything we talk about, um, and, and we lose that far too often. So, uh, what, what I try to do in my politics, and I think what we try to do collectively, and, and certainly in this process. Has uh, shown that if you put young people at the centre of things, uh, you know, uh, I, I think nobody can ever question your integrity. Uh, absolutely, and uh, this time last year, Aidan, you were you were re-elected um, to to Dáil Éireann, and uh, you contested the the Labour Party um, leadership contest. Unfortunately, uh, you you weren't successful. Uh, your colleague at Alan Kelly won 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 that contest, um, mm. but just. Um, a few little 
points here just when you launched your campaign uh, you said Labour has always been Ireland's party of progressive change but you admitted members have been struggling to get their message across to voters they're hamstrung I think by by a sense that the, the, the public have, have about our party now we are either part of the establishment or we're part of the change um, has your colleague Alan Kelly in his leadership role has he have you seen moves to kind of push this change agenda because the last election was was prob was probably one of the most unique unique in the country nobody saw, saw that result coming and it just it would show that there yeah. is a, a desire for change um yeah, it was it was unusual, and you know that I sort of ran for the for the leadership because I was worried about about you know what we were saying as a party and what people were viewing us as, and that you were viewed others as, as being changed, and that we were part of the uh, establishment. Um, I think what Alan has done is embraced a lot of campaigns, which I think are really um, uh, are very progressive. The the, the, citizenship, the citizenship campaign, belong, born here, belong here. Um, which he has championed is, is progressive change. The period poverty campaign that Rebecca Moynihan is championing is progressive change. The gambling um, ads campaign that Mark Wall is, is championing is progressive change. What I'm doing in education, which Ed's doing in finance, did not. Um, like we are campaigning all the time. Now, I know that people are sick, tired and sore of listening to uh, politicians um, uh, squabble uh, and argue. And I know that COVID is all that anybody can think about, and people are particularly low at the moment. Um, but you know, at the, at the end of my days, uh, Paul, and I know Alan will agree with this, I don't really want to uh, uh, to look back on my life and look back on my time in politics and, uh, and and to say, well, you know, I was good for the Labour Party. Uh, the, the the point is to be good for the people. The Labour Party is a is a, a vehicle for that. Um, and maybe other people in the party don't understand that. For some people, the party is the country, and um, but for me, it isn't. Um, uh, and uh, an important distinction. So, at the end of my days, I want people to point to things I've achieved, uh, and, uh, and my, me and my colleagues have achieved, um, not in the poll rating or the number of seats or or number of members that the Labour Party has. It's it's a bit like a GA club, you know. You go to one GA club and they point all the medals in the wall, you know, and the cups in the cabinet and the, yeah. and the photographs of the of the teams uh, of the old teams and stuff. And maybe another club will have none of that, but they'll have hundreds of kids at their nursery every Saturday morning. And I think that's 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 a successful GA club because the point of football is enjoyment and togetherness and uh, uh, and companionship and friendship. That's the point. Uh, and exercise. The point really isn't actually winning medals, but not everybody will get that. Not everybody will understand that. A lot who listen to to this will probably not agree with that. But for me, the point of politics is not how many seats Labour win. The point of politics is how happy people are at the, at the end of what we're trying to do for them, and uh, that's that's the difference. And. And would you would you say, Aidan, in the in the next coming uh, months and years that um, you know we're going to s- start seeing these um, very very important conversations, not just in education but across the whole wide range of society? Because one thing COVID has has taught us to taught us a how to adapt and b that there were a lot of things not working, 
and if something is not done um, we're not going to see uh, movement in particular areas not not just education but like health housing the list goes on well yeah I mean look uh, we were told that a red freeze was impossible and the eviction ban was impossible and then it wasn't you know uh, we were told that you know living wage wasn't possible and then 350 euro a week was possible and um, we're told that we couldn't you know nationalise and uh, the private uh, hospital sector but it was possible and you know all these things are, are possible when the political will is there and it's important enough so we can do all these things but again the, the, the important thing for me and for us is for is to put the person at the centre of our argument and there's lots we want to do with drug policy there's lots we want to do with education with housing mm. policy there are a huge number of challenges out there from childcare um, you know, to, 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 to climate change. All covered on this program, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to, to climate change. I mean, these are still, I mean, a, a year ago, um, climate change was one of the biggest issues on the doors. It hasn't gone away. It's still a crisis. Mm. And housing is still a crisis. And, you know, but uh, I think sometimes we underestimate, you know, how, how much we can achieve if we really put our minds to it. Um, so I think we should treat some of these big social issues that we have in Ireland, these big policy problems we have as emergencies, we might get somewhere with them, you know? Absolutely. Aidan, was brilliant talking to you. Um, you know, it's been a really, really interesting discussion. And as we say to everybody here on Communities in Action, the door is always open and we'd love to have you on again. Anytime, Bob. Love to talk to you. Thanks, Aidan. Have a nice weekend. Yes, Bye-bye. And that was Labour TD, Aidan O'Reardon. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.